0: Slingers featuring Ubaldi reports. Hey everybody, this is John at Ubaldi reports back to the one podcast provides fact, not fiction on issues facing America, whether internationally and domestically. And tonight we got a big show, which is probably big in the news for everybody who follows politics is talking about is the indictment of Donald Trump. So that's going to be the primary topic tonight. But before we get started, let me introduce my two fellow co-hosts, Joe Bitts, former combat Marine who was wounded in Iraq. And former Marine is Ray Krause. So, how are you guys doing, Ray and Joe?
1: Great, John. Let's just jump right into this. No, we got
0: to jump right into this. Uh, okay, so... Um, so, the well, whole thing is... What, okay, what's
1: he being charged with? And the thing is, is that... What are the facts? Well, hold on. There's a crime... Okay, he's being charged with covering up a crime, but the crime that he's covering up, they have not said what it is That's yet.
0: That's it. I've read the... The indictment. I think it was like 36 page or 34 page indictment. And basically it was falsifying business records. Okay. Which is not really illegal to a degree, but if you are going to um, come as it goes into a crime that leads into a crime. And then uh, the attorney uh, Bragg, the district attorney of, New- of Manhattan he also wrote a 13-page fact summary that went along with the indictment. Mm-hmm. And in the fact um, summary, there were, they were waiting for, okay, what is that crime that he allegedly falsified the records that, that contributed to this crime? And in the, in the indictment and in the fact um, of the indictment, there was nothing that was stipulated. And all it was from constitutional experts— was there's thirty four indictments or thirty-four charges, but they just reiterated the same charge. He's
1: not gonna go to jail. Is it- well,
0: they're not even sure he's gonna get if it's gonna be held up in court. Now I know I referenced Jonathan Turley, the constitutional scholar from George Washington. He said that this is just it was one of the weakest of anything you can bring, and this just shows the politicization of this office because considering the DOJ under Merrick Garland decided not to, to um, bring charges. The FEC, which is the Federal Election Commission, even a former FEC chairman said there is no crime here. And then the, D, um, the, the DA prior to the Brag didn't bring it up. Mm-hmm. And then Bragg himself wasn't going to bring it up until two prosecutors from his office resigned, one of them. I can't think of his name right offhand. One of them wrote a book and was on all the media shows saying we've got the goods. And he, ex- he went into um, copious t- notes or copious uh, arguments, why Trump needed to be indicted. But it was more just kind of given an overview than any okay, what did he do? And this put pressure on Bragg and Bragg came back with the indictment. So, we're still trying to figure out at this point, what did he do? What's the actual charge? And even the um, the FEC is kind of vague because this is what the, um, um, the former FEC uh, pr- uh, chairperson said, is it's so complicated. Even when he was explaining the actual uh, what could it possibly be, it's so vague and so um, – Difficult to charge because if you look at others, there was John Edwards kind of did the same thing, and he was DOJ took it to court and lost. Hillary Clinton did the same thing, she wasn't charged, she just paid a fine. And what she did is paid out of campaign uh, funds the dossier that got the whole Russian dossier, Russian collusion narrative moving. So it's kind of ironic that Bragg wants to do this, and you can see he ran his campaign for the um, attorney, the um, district attorney's office, and just like Letitia, um, I think her name is Letitia James from New York, the attorney general, both of them ran um, their campaigns that I'm going to get Donald Trump, so it'll be interesting to see what happens, see what there is, but that's basically where we're at right now. Now what
2: about the irony of uh, story, Stormy Daniels having to pay that that what was it 120,000 while Trump was sitting in the courtroom?
0: Yeah, she had to pay his legal fees because she lost, I think a, de- a defamation lawsuit against her. It's just but I mean the, Bragg is b- basing his case off Michael Cohen, who was found guilty numerous I mean um, for lying numerous times. And he's basing it, and he's in jail, or, and then you're basing it off a former porn star. This is who you're basing your your credibility on, and it's just, it's just odd that he come to this point. And what I think of many, not just me, many constitutional scholars have said, even on both sides, that if this is what you're going to hang your, you know, hang your hat on, this is set a dangerous precedent because we've never had a president or former president ever indicted. We just never had. And we're going down this road, and it's a very dangerous road to go down.
1: Now, did he use campaign finances to do this? Is that what the charge no. is? Or is it the fact that he used money to cover up something before as as, the election? I yeah, mean, so
0: far as I got, he didn't use campaign finance. he use his own personal funds. But you have to have... Extreme knowledge that this is going to be used for this to influence an election, and there's there's no evidence there. I mm-hmm. mean, he didn't bring, and the, the key is, he didn't show what's the crime. What did he falsify business records that goes into a crime? The and he, he just never showed that.
1: Now, what was the, what did the judge say to him prior to leaving that he can't? He
0: he admonished Donald Trump well, that you got to be.
1: Can't incite violence, or you, well,
0: you, you got to be careful how what you say about this case. But the problem is, look what prior to the the release of the indictment, it was 34 um, different charges, and we knew that before. But how would we know that unless that was leaked out? Mm-hmm. And leaking something from a grand jury is a felony. So how did we know this? It's just like the grand jury down in Atlanta over. Donald Trump's supposedly influence in the two thousand two aftermath of the two thousand two election. The chairperson of the grand jury got up there and said, "We're going to get Donald Trump," and she went on all the 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 news programs, citing how we're going to get him. Well, why wasn't she indicted? Because you can't release anything from a grand jury.
1: Yeah, well, there is going to be a lot of issues taken up, Um, but I mean, what kind of president president does okay? So we indicted a, a president, the highest person in the United States, you know, period. Now, does that kind of open up floodgates for other things to happen after that?
0: Well, it does, because if you indict this pre- a president or a former president and now the leading nominee for a major political party, it opens up the Pandora's box that, okay, so we can go after... Joe Biden. We can go after the Biden family. We can go after the Clintons because there's a conservative prosecutor down in Little Rock. They can open investigations into, I want to know everything about the the Clinton Foundation, which was used as a slush fund or allegedly allegedly used as a slush fund for the Clintons. And Joe Biden's brother was involved in some shady business dealings in Florida.
1: Now, nobody's above the law. Does that include the president?
0: Exactly. No one's above the law, but nobody is also below. I mean, above the law, and no one's below the law. But you have the attorney general in New York. You have the Alvin Bragg in Manhattan or New York City, specifically say we are going to get Joe uh, Donald Trump. We're going after him. Mm -hmm. So you're campaigning on, I'm going after this person. And then when you get in, you do everything to fulfill that campaign promise. Now, people can say what Donald Trump did in the 2016 election, lock her up, lock her up, referring to Hillary Clinton. But he never used the weapon, the, the, he never weaponized the attorney general to go after his political opponents. He didn't go into, have the DOJ go into a former president's um, home to get, you know, so allegedly for classified material. You got Joe Biden found classified materials in five different areas over a 10 or 12 year span going back to um, his time in the Senate. So you look like you have a very polarized and you there's arguments there. It looks like we have a polarized um, Justice Department where if you're a Republican, you get one sort of justice. And if you're a Democrat, you get a pass.
1: Were you able to maybe look over all thirty-four counts? That- I
0: looked at them all. It's basically a. Re- it's almost like a duplication of each count. It's pretty much the same. It's just falsifying business records for, and the potential for a criminal activity. But so, they never defined what was that crime that he allegedly committed.
2: So thirty-four counts. For- consist for one felony
0: yeah i mean you you can't get two fel- two misdemeanors and elevate to a felony it doesn't work like that but this is out of all the things going against trump this is the very weakest one but it shows this politicization of justice like you like i mentioned earlier about that one uh chairperson of a grand jury just gets on camera and said we got to get him we got to get him and you have Alvin Bragg campaigning as the, the attorney general. Now, she's not part of this, but the attorney general of New York State said, I'm going to do everything I can to get Donald Trump. So you've already politicized it instead of looking at facts. Why didn't you do the same thing to Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation, who are heavily involved up in New York and other areas of the country? So... These are, you can see this politicization of it.
1: So have you heard of the, it's called a catch and kill method? Define what you mean by... So basically what you would do is like you would approach somebody and say, I want exclusive rights to say your story. Okay.
0: I've heard of that for news organizations. And basically
1: what you would do is you would get all the information and then hold them to an NDA. And basically that's how you you know you it just dies with that you don't publish it you don't do anything with it you just let it sit and then that person can't go and tell their story to other people without violating the contract of which they originally signed
0: well a lot of professional a lot of business a lot of politicians a lot of famous people do this because it's cheaper to just say well pay them off non-disclosure so they don't keep fighting this you don't keep going through this and some A lot of constitutional scholars have said, okay, he, he a payment was made. Bill Clinton paid off, um, was it Paula Jones, for alleged sexually um, assault or sexual um, harassment allegations. They didn't indict Hillary, uh, Bill Clinton. I mean, it's just we're going we – got to be careful. Now, I was watching something on the news this morning. And other, part, other countries around the world – have indicted and even convicted some of their national figures. But there was always something that was so serious, mm-hmm. a very like a serious corruption charge. Or well, I think there was a rape allegation charge for somebody in Israel or Italy, but it was also something very serious. Not this. And it's a dangerous precedent because if you look at not just with Donald Trump, look how the treatment of Pro-life supporters versus pro-choice supporters. How the, the DOJ went after them. How about how the DOJ went after parents who dared question how their kids were being educated at school board meetings? Or look at the violence against pro-life um, centers compared to how they were to, how they protected pro-choice uh, individuals. Look at how they treated. The Kavanaugh and the Supreme Court justices, they didn't I mean, you don't see anybody speaking out or anybody being arrested or look how the I mean, I know that the president and others want to use January 6th. Look how the January 6th protesters were treated compared to those who committed the riots, violence over two billion dollars. Many I think over 60 people killed police officers injured. Some were killed. Compared that to January sixth, so, what's the difference?
1: I think more of a question is how going into like the 2024 le- election, we already have a few possible uh, candidates
0: kind of coming in. You're talking on the Republican side or the Democrats? Republican. Side? Okay, I mean,
1: so now looking at what Trump has been going through does that kind of swing or does that sway people's opinion on what's going on right now? I
0: think right now we'll have to see how this plays out, but I think it's more of a... Well, even like... Okay, so
1: even like Mitt Romney, who is not known as a very pro-Trump, tr- pro-Trump person, was defending Trump. And then there are a lot of hardcore Democrats that were kind of on the same... Not really on his side, but were saying, look, we they messed up here.
0: Well, I think they're not just defending Trump... I think they're defending – they're against the process. If you're going to accuse somebody, especially a sitting – a former president and a potential candidate for a major political party for president, you better have more of your, your facts, more evidence than this. This is probably very weak. And I think they, they're just seeing the politicization of the Justice Department. Mm-hmm. Why did Bragg bring this forward when nobody else would? If the DOJ didn't find anything and the FEC didn't see anything, and his former predecessor didn't anything, and even Bragg himself wasn't going to bring it until those two uh, prosecutors left the attorney the uh, attorney's office until one of them wrote a book that he decided to move forward.
2: So why were Beach Baby Two Two Six says why were only fines levied on Hillary and Obama's for wrongful actions and it led to no arrest, just fines.
0: See, but that's a good question that that everybody's asking. Why is Hillary Obama and others just given a fine? And like with Hillary, she it, this came out during the um, the trial, I believe it was Michael Sussman, that Hillary Clinton was the one that pushed the Russian dossier, paid for it at a campaign fu- uh, funds, and forced that and pushed that to the DOJ, at most notably the FBI. And all she was fined was $100,000. But Donald Trump is charged with 34 does felony that, counts.
1: Does that fine uh, null and void her uh, a conviction? or No. So it was a fine, but then they can come back and they actually come back. file That's, criminal charges. All the
0: FEC does is make sure that you're following the federal election rules. The, the thing is, like that former election commission stated, they're so... Convoluted and so hard to understand for someone like a Donald Trump I'm not saying Donald Trump is, is an ignorant or Hillary Clinton's an ignorant person, but you have to show some type of understanding of these rules. Now, with Hillary Clinton, that was plain and simple, you paid it out of campaign funding, but the key that I was, would have been criticized of her is you pushed a, face, a fake Russian dossier to the um, FBI. And Mm -hmm. that started the whole Russian collusion narrative. You knew it was false from the beginning, and you paid for it. And you had others, like the DNC and others, cover up why you paid for that Russian dossier.
2: So I I have a question, and it's going to be speculation. But, you know, is this smoke and mirrors? What do you mean? Are we diverting our attention to this, you know, petty stuff? And, And I would call it petty because it's small. Because on a world level, on an international level, this week, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure most of us who are involved in the news and watch it, just watch that China, India, Russia, uh, and, and some other countries. South Africa. It, are just formed a... The BRICS. Yeah, the the BRICS
0: always been there, but they really are... They're, they're tightening, tightening up. Tightening up. Not and, just there. And, Brazil, you have...
2: And Japan just bought Russian oil. Correct. Despite being told, please not to. So, I mean, are we really... As a country falling for this, and and you know not asking the important questions like you know how far of our U.S. currency is going to go. Well, there's
1: a, I think what the does, I think the Brexit was it called.
0: It's called it's Brexit. It's basically Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. I. Th- it was always there for a number of years. Right. But, but what but what, Ray, what Ray's doing? What Ray's saying? China's moving into like Africa. They're doing a, um, they did a trade agreement with Brazil, which they were, tr- instead of tr- converting everything to the dollar, which is the international currency, they're trying to ter- turn it into the Chinese, I think it's Yan. And then they're doing the same thing with Malaysia. Right. They're trying to sup- supplement U.S. currency. Now, the problem the Chinese will have is with the U.S. currency, we don't devalue our currency on a whim. Right. We use market forces and do different things. China does. China artificially manipulates their currency. But the point that you brought up, the first part of it, there is speculation that the reason they're pushing this is because they want to keep Donald Trump in the news as long as they can and carry it over because this, this um, I guess, a hearing by the judge won't be heard until December. If there is a trial, it won't be until... The beginning of 2024 as we enter into the 2024 election and many of the speculation is they want to try to replicate the 2020 election where Biden was able to stay in the in a bunker or in the basement while everything was focused on Trump and because Trump is very polarizing especially to suburban women which is very there's a swing state group to swing things over here so that's the speculation the problem with that theory is biden still is the president now in 2020 he was the the um the challenger to a sitting president Mm -hmm. now biden is he's gonna have to deal with which one thing that was missed is monday saudi arabia decided to cut energy production oil production so oil prices beginning for now but definitely by May are gonna go up. This is at the same time we're switching over from our summer blend to a I mean excuse me, a winter blend to a summer blend, which always raises the cost because we start to drive more, we start to travel more. So you have all these factors and then that's gonna impact inflation. And then the report um, today showed hiring dropped to a, it was one of the lowest levels in in months. Yeah, less people was, are hiring. So everybody's got,
1: getting a summer vacation this year. I'm so we're going <laughs> to see
0: Friday is when the unemployment report comes out. So we've got a potential banking crisis, we got a debt crisis we got to deal with. We got raising gas, food, all these things, and it, yeah, in the short term it benefits Biden because it or President Biden because now everybody's focusing on Trump, but. I don't know about you. I follow politics probably more than most of the people you know. Mm -hmm. But when I go out and talk to people, and I don't talk to just political people, I talk to regular Americans. Nobody's talking about this Trump thing, except I got to pay higher prices of groceries. I talked to a woman at a sports bar I went to or a sports restaurant. She's worrying about I got to go live with a girlfriend because my boyfriend and me broke up, and now I got to get a second job. I'm worried about safety because of crime. I see that at the store I work at, which which is a um, law enforcement supply company, even though I'm not law enforcement. But we do sell firearms. People are concerned about crime. They're worried about the border. We have fentanyl crisis. We have problems with China, Russia. We have all these issues. And remember, this was supposed to be the most competent administration ever. And we've, we're on the premises of two, war, two wars, potentially, with the two superpowers, two global powers that have nuclear weapons. We just sent another $2 billion to Ukraine. That war keeps going unabated. So we got problems, and this, this may be a distraction from focusing on Biden, because now he's always asked this, and the media loves this. But they're not doing anything to talk about the real issues that are confronting Americans.
1: You know, we really haven't really talked about the, there seem to be like kind of circumventing the whole ma- the, the mass shooting over in, in Nashville when it was a transgender person, but yet they're kind of um, glorifying transgender
0: people. And that's the other thing is that, yeah, I mean, I don't get it. I don't get it either. They're pushing this transgender issue, but you notice the FBI has the manifesto of the transgender shooter.
1: Could that ever come out, or are they? or can they My keep
0: question it? is, why hasn't it come out by now? Now, what, let's go back to the original thing about the politicization of the Justice Department. What happens if the, the shooter happened to be white and Christian, or they would have pushed the, that would have been out in a heartbeat. Yeah. And okay, if you look at the Justice Department, they leak everything about Donald Trump. Grand juries leak all the, uh, all this. The DOJ leaked, especially when they did the mar a raid. Why hasn't the, the list from Jeffrey Epstein, the island that he was on, where he, they were raped and sexually assaulted these minor children, why hasn't that list came out? Yeah, Was there prominent individuals? Because I know that was one of the issues with Bill Gates having a divorce from his wife. His wife was extremely uncomfortable with him. Being there and being the company of Jeffrey Epstein. So, why haven't we known who's on that list?
2: I, I also think the attitude of my uh, commander in chief was absolutely god awful. Um, okay, the which one? Which one? You got which one? President Biden. Okay. Uh, President Biden would be the man who decided to uh, host a, inter, uh, a speech and joke about ice cream yeah, after, after six ho- individuals were shot and killed. That was his go-to plan. That that's. But see, but then the other thing is,
0: if you look at it, what his press spokesman said, she was more concerned with well, the transgender community is under attack when a transgender individual killed six, three children and six. I mean, three and, th- and three adults. So, so all these issues are playing in, and then okay, here's another one that just missed the radar that most people don't know is there was an election. Yesterday, oh yeah, that's right. The, mayor the election. mayoral mayor or mayorial election For in Chicago, Chicago. Yeah. Well, nothing's going to change, though. Lori Lightfoot lost in the in the in the primary, so they had to get two to a runoff. And the guy that won is a guy named Brandon Johnson. He's very progressive. He's even more progressive than Lori Lightfoot. So Chicago's facing billions of dollars in shortfall to their budget. Their school system, which I've repeatedly talked about, 80 percent of minority children cannot do math or English to grade level. They got a horrific crime problem, demoralized police department. So, what is the camp, the um, the policy the new incoming mayor Brandon Johnson wants to pursue? He wants to reallocate money away. He says he was he was against. He wanted to defund the police. He kind of walked that back, but he wants to reallocate money. He wants to. Give more money to the teachers union, which God knows why you are going to reward somebody when 80 percent of children, most okay. of them are black, can't read or do math to grade level. Then on the other side, you wants to raise massive amounts of, of new taxes on business. So your city has got major problems and you want to intensify that problem on steroids. But that kind of just got a blur because everything is focused on Trump.
2: So it's the everybody. It's everybody else has a problem, but us.
0: But kind see, these are issues. It. But
1: I did want to go or touch on the indictments before we before we uh, end the show. Okay. But does this help Trump in twenty
0: twenty four? Initially, it helps him now because he's raising massive amounts of fu- um, of revenue or like campaign funds. I think he raised over ten million dollars in the last couple of days mm-hmm. since this all came out. But the thing is, Trump's is. The the only declared candidate so far is Donald Trump, Nikki Haley, Aisha Hutchinson from the former governor of um, Bolton, no, right? Of no, of Arkansas, and then there's this other gentleman I John who's a Bolton big. Was he's a, no, he's not running. But there's another gentleman, and I, I know I butcher his name is Visak Razami. Yep. I can't. I, I'm sorry for anybody if I butchered his name, but he's also running. But they're all in, like, single digits, like not even trending over 5%. Now, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, he's trailing Trump. He's about in the 30% range of people supporting him. Mm -hmm. But we'll have to see as we get into the summer because there's speculation that Ron DeSantis is going to wait until after this Florida legislative session ends. And then we'll have to see where the numbers go. Do the Republicans who rally behind Trump because they don't like the um the you know the, the, the what happened to Donald Trump but do they switch and support Ron DeSantis who has the same values, the visions of Donald Trump? I think it would be a just, bad move. Just not his bag. I mean,
1: I want Ronnie D to become president, but maybe just and 12, I and I understand years. I understand your stance of Having a lame duck as Donald
0: Trump would be because you can't constitutionally. I would, I would
1: beg to differ. I would think he would make a lot of moves in the White House. I think he would probably put this whole Ukraine Russia thing to rest. China would definitely be backing off. I mean, I think it once. Well, but, I, I think once he came back in, he would just kind of resume as. Uh, I mean, because technically, if Biden gets elected again, then he's a lame duck.
0: Well, but see, yeah. But legislatively, he's a lame duck now. But legislative, that's where things would kind of hold. You, you, we got to get the, if the if Trump got in, he would have to get to keep the House, gain more majority in the House, and get the Senate. Now, the Senate this year in 2024 is more favorable to Republicans because okay. almost all the senators who are up for reelection are in states that lean Republican or heavily Republican. Okay, John Tester is a Democrat in Montana. Montana voted for um, Trump, but a sizable margin. And then you factor in John Tester voted for the initial stimulus that helped spur inflation. He voted for the Inflation Act. He voted everything that John um, Joe Biden um, had wanted. So that's where the, the people of Montana got to make that decision. Do we want that? Then there's Joe Manchin. He's up for reelection in 2024, and he just came out. Remember when he passed? He voted for the Inflation Reduction Act, thinking I get this, I get a pipeline in my state. And now the Democrats says you're not getting a pipeline. So right. everything he wanted, he didn't get. Mm-hmm. And then you got Kristen Sinema, who's now more of an independent. Yeah. Or she she said she's an independent. She's up for re-election. She could split the vote, and a Republican gets in. So the Republicans have a better chance of getting the Senate back.
1: All I know is that no matter who wins. It's still going to be a good show for us.
0: <laughs> well, no, there's a lot to talk about. That's why I really want to – hopefully we can get some pr- prominent individuals. We reached out to the Hoover Institution to get some of the recent fellows out there. We're going to try to reach out to Jonathan Turley so we can get more of a, um, a, le- a legal constitutional, legal scholar <coughs> on this. But there's so much to talk about. But there's so many issues that are not being addressed. And Joe, President Biden came in as a conciliatory. He's going to bring people together. He's divided the country even more because how many times does he blame MAGA Republicans for everything? Mm -hmm. I mean, every problem, it's Donald Trump's fault. The border, you opened it.
2: Or Russia's fault. Inflation (laughs) or this
0: or that. I mean. We need leadership. Now, he's been very weak on China. China's doing all the moves that you're saying, Ray. He has no answer to it. The spy balloon, well, they already have all this information they can get any other way. Like, what the heck is that? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I mean, our military, which we're going to talk about the decline of the military because they're pushing all this – woke ideology instead of getting back to what the military is for. That's or the that's what or, I'm nervous about or the China insurgency in America. Oh. And our biggest two problems, which I'm gonna write in a book, is our national debt. We gotta get our economic house in order, and then finally our education. Look what we just said about Chicago. Baltimore's the same way. New York's the same way. This is but didn't they want raises for these individuals? I, I can't see it.
1: So John is a author with the Better Business Brigade on telling how showing how military could be beneficial in your place of work. But also, John, how can he get a hold of you?
0: You can get a hold of us by going to UbaldiReports at Gmail dot com. That's UbaldiReports at Gmail dot com. Or you can check us out on all this, the uh, social media platforms like Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. And then you can check us out on all the different streaming sites. If you missed this program or if your friends want to hear about this, you can check us out on all the podcast streaming services. And we're trying to do this on a full-time basis every day. So we just got to get our numbers up. So pass the word around. But we also do have Ray and Joe, and they also have a podcast called – American Gunslingers? Yep.
1: Uh, Take a listen to All American Gunslingers. New episode. All American Gunslingers. All American Gunslingers comes out every Monday. We're going to make sure that's very on schedule. Moran and I just talk about liquor, cigars, guns, and just normal, everyday guy stuff. Go ahead.
2: I do have one major announcement. There you go. Uh, So, Monday, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida signed uh, into legislation uh, constitutional carry um that will be effective july 1st 2023 um they are not going to change any other legislation for right now so um even though effectively july tw- uh first 2023 you can carry without a permit they still are going to give you the incentive to get the ccw so that if you want to buy a firearm there are laws in this state that You will have to present a CCW along with your state ID to uh, clear the background check and go home same day with that firearm. If not, I believe the minimum in this state is three days. Um, But you know
0: that goes by
2: county. It does go by county because
0: Hillsborough County, where I live in and where everybody, all three of us live in, it's uh, five days. Five days, not counting the weekend. So, basically, it's one full week. And I think in Pinellas County, the county next to us, it's three days.
2: And that also depends on NICS and how far they're backed up as well. Correct. And the
0: the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, where we send in our background uh, checks to see who qualifies and who doesn't, does get backed up, especially as we tail into the end of the week, like Thursday, especially Friday.
2: Yeah, because everybody's off and wants to get ready for the weekend. It's yeah, just their, their gun out. Uh, but it is a it is a great thing that uh, Florida did uh, actually tip the scales in the majority now. No, it up. did. It did. Twenty-six states are now confirmed constitutional carry. So we are seeing, despite what the news and media is telling you, we're seeing through action – that this country leaning more and more towards uh, pro gun and gun rights.
0: <laughs> well, because they see crime going up, and that's I get a lot of people coming into the store all the time, where they're first time gun owners, and they're just scared. I see more women coming in, and we primarily deal with a lot of law enforcement, retired law enforcement. They're concerned, they're scared as well. So, there's where we go. So keep following Ubaldi Reports, and um, let your friends and family know. Hey, John's back
2: blue
1: all right uh but also hold on, i got something so if you are in florida and you do want your ccw uh you can hire me and you can get reach me at all american gunslingers at gmail.com and i will happily certify you so you can get your ccw and not wait that pesky three days so once again you can hire me uh i'm relatively uh, affordable and you know, I'll be happy to. And help he knows
0: he knows his firearms. He's a, he's a licensed trained firearm holder through the NRA, so he knows this stuff. So I would go with him. But until next time, keep following the um, reports. All right. Make sure you tell. Oh, wait, okay, do I sign?